In episode 59, we listen mainly to politicians and the say what and amen battles. Jeremy will lead us in a discussion on local and state leadership. Ryan will tee up the first Truth and Tunes trivia in 2023, and I will close us out in Fix Your Eyes. Six in the Mix, a band of brothers talking faith. But we pray to a God uh, who has all power, uh, who is in sovereign control of all events. Fix your eyes, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Family. And my dad, I think, enjoyed that more than than any of us put together. But every time we'd get around Thanksgiving, he, he would name all of, all of our friends, you know, by name. And uh, it just, it was, that was a great, that was a great time. Sports. So I'm going to, I'm going to go with the Brett Favre pass. And I'm going to say that one is probably the most perplexing. Would have taken us to the Super Bowl, right? That was the NFC Championship. That's correct. Yeah. So yep. yeah, just like the, the Falcons, Gary Anderson miss. It's just unfortunate. In politics. I was supremely disappointed with the Supreme Court's decision of the healthcare. Join us on our Again, we welcome you to episode 59 of Six in the Mix. Again, as a reminder, please drop comments, topics, suggestions on our Facebook page, Six in the Mix podcast, and find our videos on YouTube and Rumble. Again, share with family and friends who need to laugh and need to be encouraged uh, to pursue Christ. That's really what we're, we want to be about ourselves together. And if we can influence others too, uh, that's, that's great as well. All right, gentlemen, we'll kick it off kind of the week it was. In reality, guys, it's been two months since we've been together uh, for a variety of things. I don't know if it'll certainly come up, but we got together uh, a couple weekends back in in Chicago, which was a great joy. So it's been a little while with the holidays and us uh, physically, you know, uh, connecting in Chicago, which is great. But I'm certainly looking forward to getting back to it. But, man, there has been a host of... um, political sayings that are just uh really really good or really really bad so (laughs) we're going to kick it off with uh several say what uh say what nominees and uh, so without any further uh we're going to go with say what episode 59 what I like to drive. I used to think I was a pretty good driver. I didn't get a chance to flat shift in a second. I was afraid I'd go through those guys. (laughs) And you feel like you're in complete control. This is just boom. Now. So I'm excited. How one anyone could be that irresponsible. This is just old. Thanks, Green. After a special counsel was named, but before the FBI searched, President Biden went to his house in Wilmington. What was he doing in there? I would refer you to the White House counsel. So it was something relating to this case? I would refer you to the White House counsel's office. Do you think that this story was leaked by someone trying to bruise the president politically ahead of a re-election announcement? I would refer you to the White House counsel's office. We know the president did it. Why did he do it? I would refer you to the White House counsel's office. Do you have any thoughts of your own on this matter? 
I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. No president added more to the debt in four years than my president. I, I misspoke. 25% of our country's entire debt. Talk about being deprived of your pride. Look at your child. Your child. I, uh, I said that uh, when I was seeking the nomination. I said, take a seat, everybody. And there wasn't a single chair in the place. I said, that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know it. Where's Doug? Congressman. Where's Doug? Congressman. Doug. Doug. Where's Doug? They don't exist. I said that Biden really is stupid. He doesn't know it. Meanwhile. Taking blame for inflation? No. Why not? Because it was already there when I got here, man. Remember what the economy was like when I got here? Jobs were hemorrhaging. Inflation was rising. We weren't manufacturing a damn thing here. We were in real economic difficulty. That's why I don't. talking about man i get quite, quite <laughs> well well done well done you that, outdid yourself on that, that might be one of the so. best one of the best that ever fantastic <laughs> I, I left so many people off i feel like oh, i should man. apologize i could have gone on for another half hour <laughs> oh what i can but um biden's just a special he's just a special individual so which uh which which one took the cake for you you know, I, you know, yeah, man, it has been a long time since we got together to talk, but did a pod, but this, this, uh, this, this whole thing with the documents and the top secret documents, all blah, blah. I thought, uh, you know, what really struck me was that somebody there, his own, his own people turned them in, right? That's how this all started. Somebody said within his own team said we, we've got these documents here they they, they need to be yeah, that our top secret shouldn't be there that immediately put up put up a flag in my mind saying okay this is this is a distraction this is something else this is they're trying to distract us from doing from looking at something else uh i think uh is it dan bongino i love listening to dan bongino he's like somebody flipped within within the presidency somebody that 
uh, that that they've been investigating, whether it be for the Hunter Biden uh, laptops, the stuff going on. He thinks he says he thinks somebody flipped. That's why you're seeing all this information come out about these documents. I'm like, well, there might be something there to it. So I don't know. I just think I, that that whole that whole uh, top secret documents. It, it just seemed like it was a distraction of something. But then when when it makes more sense to me now, thinking of it as somebody may have flipped, informing them that, you know, we've we've got uh, we've got some we've got some dirt on somebody and I'll, we'll make a deal. So I don't yeah, know. Was a... One thing that was crazy, they found those documents before the midterms. Right. Exactly. They kept, they kept it absolutely quiet until mm-hmm. much after the midterm so it, that that was like uh that just it is weird yeah yeah i agree i don't know yeah it's it's it just see i it's so hard to trust anything anybody says anymore i just it's i can't i can't i can't trust any of it you know i don't know i'm so yeah <laughs> yeah for me it's the press secretary you know how many times she has repeated that same phrase over and over and over. I refer you to, I refer you to, I refer you to. She can't say anything. And did you see her body language? I mean, did you see her just not looking at the people? Not even, it wasn't even, it's like, I'm not even going to try. I, I'm not even going to try. And at, at, at some level, I actually feel bad for her. I feel bad for people in that situation that have to be the front person. They're the ones that are going to take the absolute royal beating for all the stupidity and ignorance that is happening in the uh, you know White House. But she she knows she knows some things that are going on, and some she may not because they just cannot afford to you know give that info. But I it, you know it just it just again like Don said it just amazes me how incompetent and how crazy all this is and she has to repeat this constantly over and over and again so i i'm gonna go with uh our, our white house press secretary but but jeremy jeremy just remember yeah. the, the the adults are back in charge well <laughs> no, are, adults are back they, in charge yep they are in charge two years in i just i can't imagine a better two-year flip from the adolescents that were in charge right i just can't wait till she well starts said. saying come on man come on man come on man yeah that that was quite a montage man i had my my cheeks were hurting i was laughing so much during that montage already we're barely even into this podcast but i i think for the say what battle i'm going to nominate whatever whatever the flip that was you played for the world economic forum i had no idea what that was but i think we would all agree we'd much rather them do that than what they like doing at the world economic forum so i i'd much rather see that though i had no clue they were even what was she playing what was she trying to do that was a flute it was the it was the uh, you know she's playing like she was like she was singing the flute that was tough it was amazing (laughs) no it it wasn't she she has a a decent voice you could yeah but what's what's amazing is like they don't like their policies are junk right and their art and what they call beauty is junk too like it's all junk but that you've got to call it beauty and it's just like whatever and it Ah, it was so it was awful. It was just yeah. awful. Like, How did yeah. you find that? I'm I'm sure you were like I, recording the World Economic <laughs> Forum and said, "Whoa, well, interesting." 
<laughs> you just listen to little bits and pieces of the World Economic Forum, oh, and you man. know when they have a musical, you know, uh, Savo in there, then you're just like, wow! It just to me that spoke volumes. Like again, that that level, that's what's embraced, you know. And it's like everything; you just have to embrace it. It's just all great. It's not all great. It's terrible. It's god awful. It's it's terrible music. <laughs> well, that's the thing. That this whole setting was so funny to me because. They didn't even like do it in like the you know you see the big stage the big main stage yeah. they have there it wasn't even there it was like off it was like on one of those little it was a press conference yeah press like conference I was like, why what what I would love to know the context of who are the who are the marketing people or the the producers who thought oh yeah okay let's put her here and uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll bring the guy with the guitar in who looks like he's. But I think Don, I think they think that's great. Like literally, their 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 minds are so delusional that they think that is literally like the next step in our evolution or in our growth of embrace of what's beautiful. But their their minds are so off you know, off kilter that that's what's embraced. It's crazy. It's crazy. Is that, oh, that classified so as new age music, or how do we classify yeah. that? Well, yeah, I don't know, yeah. but are are you saying that you're not going to invite her to uh, your church to do any special music or anything, you know, late <laughs> in the next few weeks? <laughs> she's she you you can't get her now, man. She's she's big time now. She's going to show up. See, I think I want to see her do the well, trombone. It's, it's, <laughs> you know, the Grammys are going on right now as we speak. Uh, it's it's a fair she question. She could have Jeremy. a career. She's, she could have a career. She may America's show up. I, would be <laughs> I mean, that might happen. Well, Jeremy, you might recall at my wedding, I did have uh, Don and Matt, they sang a duet. So if Aaron and I renew our vows, I'll have to consider Don and Matt or those two yeah, blessings toss up. from the WEF. So yeah, it's a, it's probably a, a coin toss. Mm. Yeah, boy, Jeremy, I think we got to get together here regularly, try to keep ourselves above the, the human flute, you know? <laughs> Yeah, for for me it was uh, for me it was that that uh, was it the last one or it was the, it was the one where you know by and he kind of self deprecates himself, which is which is which is good, you know. He's like, hey, I told people to sit down. There's no chairs. I'm kind of stupid, you know. Yeah, right. that's all right. But then he goes right into where's Doug's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, his name is Don. <laughs> like literally, I think that's the congressman's name was Don, and he's a Doug like six other times. So, and then at the end, he kind of like. Doug, Don, well, whatever. Like he kind of <laughs> caught himself at the end. That, that could have played more clips, but that was just so priceless for man. That Biden sure is stupid. And where's Doug? Like just proving it. Like you're proving your story. <laughs> so priceless. Well, what, did uh, he do? Did he do that one other time? But the actual, the, but the person was dead. Yes, the, the yeah. gal, the Congress yeah, lady yeah. was sad. That was sad. Oh, yeah, my goodness. There's no explanation. Like, yeah, <laughs> I should. Yeah, I should dig up kjp's oh, response man. to that one like well we're all in grief and so you say goofy thing like it's just like <laughs> she's she's paid to lie for a living you know that's yeah. what it is you know so right i yeah oh my goodness don't hey don't forget the time he was i think in missouri and he told that one guy to stand up oh, and he yeah. paralyzed and he couldn't stand up <laughs> oh, oh god oh god love you, Chuck. Are, you <laughs> are you serious oh yeah <laughs> Oh, I'm very serious. Hey, stand up, Chuck. Stand up. Oh, God love you, Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, okay, here's something that was in the news a couple of times. What was the story that he keeps repeating? I know there's a bunch of them, but there's like the story that he keeps repeating that is like known to be an absolute full out lie. Was that the one where he's the trucker? Like he drove truck or something like that? That's one of them. There's also a train one. There's a train. There's a train and a trucker one. A train and a trucker one. Yeah. I was I was thinking about the train one too. Yeah. So we we haven't transitioned to pilot yet. Okay. All right. Just uh, I mean, if people know it, like why do you keep doing that? Like, what's the just your mind defaults there? I I guess that's you know, that maybe what a pathological liar has to do. It just you just go. Let's just say that the president's uh, medicine cabinet is fairly expansive let's just put it that way i think they're they're ingesting him with a lot just to keep him going which is sad i mean it's just it just really is sad it's you know the sad it's even sadder that he's considering and 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 talking about a 2024 run well yeah i mean you you can't even run anything now and you want to to get another four-year term and the sad thing is he, he'd be in the running yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> any sh- told- uh, shotgun predictions any is he matt does he run in 2024 yes no. yeah yeah jeremy no right no not with the document issue okay i'm gonna say yes he is i don't know why I wow yeah shotgun they don't have, they don't have anybody two else two. yeah they don't really don't, got I don't know. cackling kamala they got booted judge you can't fix a pothole in gary indiana and then takes eight years off for for being a, a father um you know can't figure it the supply who do they have who michelle like, obama who michelle obama that's the only one that's i can think of but... at, at gavin yeah. and michelle gavin, gavin and where, michelle, did klobuchar, yeah. where did klobuchar go yeah she's uh is she well i don't know what she's doing string of champions right there here we go <laughs> she, she, <laughs> but it right. doesn't matter it doesn't matter the party will put up somebody and most of the country will vote for that party so yeah well yeah. In, in record voting too there will be record voting there'll be a new record yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah yeah if just, the, just know that's going to happen the printers can print the ballots there'll be record uh there'll be record turnout It'll be amazing priority have them queued up so all right. Well, let's turn to some some more positive. Unfortunately, this one's not quite as long, but I uh, did have some some players that uh, said some uh, some positive things. So, again, Amen Battle fifty nine. FBI agents discovered even more classified documents in President Biden's Delaware home this weekend. If you're losing track of where the story stands, here's how we got here. On November 2nd, the first batch of documents was found inside of Biden's private office. Fast forward to December on the 20th, Biden's lawyers searched his garage in Wilmington, Delaware and found more documents. Biden's Wilmington home was searched again on the 11th and more documents were found. A special counsel was named the next day, and five more documents were found in yet another search in Delaware. And that brings us to this past Friday, an unprecedented 13-hour FBI search of a sitting president's home that, yes, has already been searched at least three times, and six more documents found. Clean up.
clean up your room. That's a good start. This course on black history, what are one of, what's one of the lessons about? Queer theory. Now, who would say that an important part of black history is queer theory? That is somebody pushing an agenda on our kids. And so when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons, that's a political agenda. And so we're on, that's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. We believe in teaching kids uh, facts and how to think, but we don't believe they should have an agenda imposed on them. When you try to use black history to shoehorn in queer theory, uh, you are clearly trying to use that uh, for political purposes. Go ahead, Peter. Thank you, Kareem. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? <laughs> oh my goodness, Peter. Um, <laughs> budget cuts come from right now. Medicare and Social Security, the White House insists Republicans want to cut. What cuts do you want Well, to let me be clear about that, and I've been clear many times. No, we're not talking about that. And to really be able to do this right, I'm not going to negotiate this in the press, right? I respect the conversation we had together, and we will continue that. What we talked about today was about moving forward and how we move through on a debt ceiling and how we get an agreement I believe if we're able to get to an agreement, we could have a funding agreement for the next two years. You won't see omnibuses anymore. You'll see the Senate and the House actually do the job the American public has elected them to do, to walk through the appropriation process, which is the manner in which to do it, where the American public can see where we're spending our money. And I think there's a lot of savings we can find for the American taxpayer. So what, uh, which one of those amen candidates uh caught your attention the most <laughs> well i don't know I th I, i'm gonna go with uh mccarthy i guess i'm as much as i don't really care for the man um i do think uh i think this debt ceiling thing is is going to be huge um when they if and when they raise it they're of course they're going to raise the debt ceiling it's not like it's gonna not happen but I think it's going to have a major impact on on a lot of people in ways they're not yet certain of you're thinking of. Um, I think um, I think it's going to be a a big a big uh, a big shock to the to the economic system in America. And I think that uh, uh, boy, having those you know omnibus bills, having those go away would be amazing. <laughs> that would be un unbelievable, but I don't believe it's going to happen. I I don't. I think I think nothing's going to be. That's a big nothing burger, as they like to say. Hmm. Yeah, Don, I'm with you. I, the biggest laugh was when they asked the four letter four letter expletive that uh, she was going to say, and she couldn't help but laugh because you know she was flinging him. But I agree with Don. I'm not I'm not a McCarthy fan either. But necessarily, but I, I, 
Hey, I remember many podcasts ago, we talked about America and some of the biggest challenges and really budget and money and our financial you know, responsibility is, is one of the biggest battles we're going to fight. And um, if, if we can get some things done in, a, in an appropriate way where the American taxpayers actually can see, like, like you said, where this money is being spent instead of a 2000 page document that is just slammed through in the middle of the night, nobody really knows all the pork in it. We're spending billions. We're spending, we're wasting billions of dollars that aren't going to help our cause, our own country and our own people. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm all for that. I want to see our, our country financially become fiscally responsible, just like you and I have to be in our own finances we have to see that in our government. So I'm going to say amen to that. Yeah, I will just make a quick comment on McCarthy. I, I wasn't sure they had that whole fiasco with his um, speakership being voted in a few weeks ago. And that was mm -hmm. that was painful to watch. But I, I think the, those that are more conservative than McCarthy probably got, got some good deals out of that. Um, and I have been pleasantly surprised to hear him interact with the press. I mean, he, you can tell he is politically savvy uh, with the way he responds to him. So, yeah, that is nice to hear. But I'm going to go with uh, Governor DeSantis uh, because I, I'm kind of fed up with how um, our, our education system is bent on sexualizing our kids, even mm -hmm. in the name of this this uh, holy cow they, they call um, – CRT. And hmm. I, I've got I've got to give him credit. This is a we're only what two, three years past the George Floyd revolution and all that's happened within education. This is a this is a sacred cow. It, it really is for a lot of people on the left. And uh, he's he's going hard after it in the right way. And uh, I think he won a court case he was challenged in the courts and I, I believe he won the court case so this goes to show stand up for what's right and let the chips fall where they may and he is I believe doing that very well on this issue yeah I think uh yeah just kind of follow up a little bit I think that the board or, or whichever uh, group that put that curriculum together has gone back and is re re looking at that and, and in fact there have been multiple you know black leaders both republican and democrat coming out and saying yeah that that doesn't belong where it's at and even you know he's been called racist obviously for that but then you had democrats coming out and, and issuing an apology for one of their own saying as he saying governor DeSantis is not racist he's challenging us He's challenging right things for our kids and absolutely right. You know, that courage and boldness, I think is what is, is what is great. It's not windbag stuff like Trump, you know, Trump, Trump is right now, at least in my opinion, it's real concrete stuff that he's, he, he doesn't, he's going to stand up for what he believes is right. And I think that's, that's extremely, extremely admirable. It's refreshing. It's almost like that breath of fresh air, but he's looking for because when when it counts, truth is a beautiful thing to breathe in. It is it is a beautiful aroma, and uh, I I don't think just Floridians are are recognizing that. I think he's gaining more and more popularity as the presidential race comes, you know, into a clearer picture, and we may see more on that later. Uh, but yeah, yeah, good words and and a great way to stand up and stick to your guns, DeSantis. Yeah. Cool. 
Don, well, anything yeah. else you want to chat about or? Yeah, I got a couple things here. We've got to talk about the Chinese spy balloon. Come on, I mean, that that is just complete. That's a weather. That's a weather balloon that got loose, Don. Come on, man. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I've got a couple questions for you. How did I guess they had two or three of them? (laughs) Yeah, biggest three buses. It's okay. (laughs) This is so crazy to me. How is this thing not? shot down okay i i i'm gonna say that i i i i was on the i was on the camp right away so we got to shoot this thing down but obviously the defense department or the people in government knew they could they 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 could shoot it down at any time but of course Mm -hmm. their 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 excuse was we don't want to shoot it down because of the debris field we don't know what's going to happen with people on the ground Blah, 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 Especially blah. in Montana. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'd been in Montana. Um, but okay, and I get that. Okay. But what were they also concerned? What more were they concerned about that was attached to this balloon? They obviously, I think they had some type of uh reconnaissance or or intelligence on what exactly this balloon could be capable of. Because obviously they 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 were aware of these balloons, I'm sure, that the that the Chinese had. Okay, so so I get it. Okay, you don't want to shoot it down while it's coming over America because you don't know what's attached to this thing and what what happens when it hits the ground. Understood. Okay, I'll give them that. But how do you not shoot that thing down before it enters Alaska? Right? <laughs> okay. And then... How does Canada not shoot it down when it when it goes from Alaska and it comes down through Canada? Canada doesn't didn't didn't bat an eye at the thing. And then the president isn't if from my understanding, the president is informed on Wednesday that this balloon is 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 over Montana. How is he not informed that it's in Alaska like on Monday or whenever that happened? I mean, this is just and, 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 and then you got all these. All the you know everybody's you know we got instead of rocket scientists we got to have balloon scientists now right I mean it's just crazy and I'm thinking well finally balloon scientists so well well this is right up all the all the morons that we and we we have in office they're a bunch of clowns anyways they should know a thing or two about balloons maybe they can figure it out <laughs> and so then they decide to let it wait to go all the way down to Carolina then shoot it down when it gets past it gets into the ocean it's, it's just it's crazy. How is this possible? Done. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm not I am not siding with the the Chinese here, but how genius is this? We're gonna float a balloon. Like we don't have to do anything special. It's just gonna be floating in the atmosphere at a high level, and we're gonna wait for civilians to finally spot right. it and make a PR PR deal out of it. By that time, we've got what we need. And oh, by the way, there was a few others that may or may not have been floating by that nobody was apprised of. How many They're times genius. is this? How many times has this happened before? Like how we're many... looking for we're looking for drones and blimps and all this other stuff. Like it's crazy. Okay, well, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. But here's the deal. You, why why did we shoot it down? Why didn't we just put a little pinhole and retrieve all that stuff instead of letting it fall into the blasted ocean? And now we're going to spend how many millions of dollars worth our Navy divers trying to find this needle in a haystack <laughs> and 
78 feet of water with a seven mile debris field in the bleeping ocean. Come preach, on. Preach. What are you doing? Pop the thing with a pin and then retrieve <laughs> it with some pin. skill that we have and some tool that we have. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, we're going to flex our muscle, shoot the blazes out of this thing. And then, oh yeah, look at that. Disploded a balloon. What's that white powder coming out of it? Oh, I don't know. The balloon burning, the nylon. What do you? These things, I mean, these things are up there about 80,000, 80,000 feet in the air. Uh, that's, you know, with these balloons. And so the, I, you know, I think, I think they, they, they did not expect somebody, the, the government who knew about it. I don't think they were planning on telling anybody about it. And I think they just, somebody just happened to see it. Some civilian happened to see it and was like, okay, now we got to talk about it. Um, but mm. one of the Xi things. Jinping reveal party? Yeah. One of the things that scares <laughs> me though, because I read a book a few years back about an EMP and it was electronic magnetic, uh, electronic magnetic pulse, I think is what it stands for. It's like a nuclear bomb without the bomb type of thing. It's, it's, it's a massive, it, 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 when it, when it explodes in the air, it takes out the elect electrical grid and how crazy is that? I mean, and that's how you would, this is how you would, uh, uh, put you know you would attach an emp to something like this in 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 some instances the book i read it was uh, north korea did this over the over the united states and you know knocks out the entire electric electrical grid um i think newt newt gingrich actually was is a is a is a big uh a big emp uh watchdog he i mean he's like this is this is what could happen and this is very real this is something that could really happen so, I mean, that, that immediately, that's what I went to when I think I found about it like Thursday night, I think I saw, I saw it on Twitter, it was going across. I was like, oh my goodness, is this a test run for an EMP or is an EMP actually connected to this thing? Uh, but that really scared me. I was like, oh boy, <laughs> I got to get my generator. I got to find some generators real quick. Cause this is going to, this is coming down. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, crazy. Hey, if you Don, if has anybody seen like a map of of where this thing floated from and to? Like, I'd love to see where this thing like crossed. I, I know I heard Montana; it was finally off the coast of South Carolina. But I, and now that I spent a lot of time digging, but like, where did it did it float over Ohio? I don't know. Did it hit? I yeah, I don't know. I'm guessing it came it was over. Though. It was it was over Missouri at one point. I know that. Yeah, because when, of... when they were talking about we we don't want to shoot it down because we don't want civilian. Okay, I I I understand that too. But Mon Montana, I mean, you've got acres and acres and acres of nothing out there. Alaska, okay, maybe we could consider that. Uh, it just does it doesn't make sense. So I don't know if they were trying to get information while it was still taking information, you know, whatever they were trying to do, but. The fact that there was more. And then the, the funny thing, the thing that just shows how absolutely crazy our own government is, is that this current administration automatically just says, oh, yeah, that happened at Trump's administration as well. And then somebody comes back to them and says, oh, no, it didn't. It actually did not happen. That is that is a false. And then they corrected their story. They're just going to they're just going to throw all this stuff out. And it's like, mm -hmm. how, I mean. Should we shoot the own, our own foot as well? Let's do that. Let's let's see how that's gonna you know help us. 
it's it's crazy we're we're just we're idiots unreal yeah, yeah the it, the track it it seems like from what i've seen it take matt was it started out in alaska up in alaska it floated down through canada down on the on the on the coast of canada there and then and then made its way over to montana now the thing in montana that's also scary because that's where we that's where the united states has how many you know nuclear warheads silos um so yeah. you know it's not like i mean i'm sure there was ample space in alaska to shoot it down um you know with the you know i don't i don't think they're that's a high populated area uh they could have shot it down there um but uh but yeah, I, I mean, but I can understand. Maybe they don't want it, don't want to shoot it down because they don't want whatever's attached to it hitting the ground, and and then having that fall out. So I don't know. Crazy stuff. Crazy, just yeah. crazy. It's one of you said it earlier, but uh, the Aleutian Islands, those islands that lead up to Alaska. Uh, why didn't we shoot it down at that point? I would right. think that would be considered our airspace. Our airspace, and exactly. We, we've been able to identify exactly the type of technology on the balloon. And so it, how early did we know what that was? I don't know. But if, if we are acting as smart as we are saying we are, we should have knocked it down over the Aleutian Islands. Mm. Right, Absolutely. Right in Alaska. And, and now it, with this ability, this balloon has to pick up on all these military installations we have from Montana to Missouri, and then it goes across to Tennessee to South Carolina. Yeah, how many... I, I, I mean, I know there's stuff in Missouri. There's stuff in Montana, and that's what they got to. So yeah, what in the world? Right. And, 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 and it's not like they don't have satellites in space right now, you right. know, taking pictures of those things. So obviously there was some benefit for them to have a balloon to be able to do this. Uh, well, and, I can tell you it will affect the weather. So that, that <laughs> they got right. However, what else is it going to affect? It's going to be a little bit dicier. Oh man. And then they had them considering the uh, the you know because it was a Blinken and and uh, Blinken from the State Department or wherever he's from whatever agencies he's head of they were they were going to meet next week. Well, that's been canceled for for some reason with China, hmm. so they don't know. You know, maybe was the balloon uh, something to do with that? Give a little uh, you know a shot across the bow. Hey, you know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy to me. Crazy crazy times i didn't even think about the emp theory down until you just mentioned it but that that does make a lot of sense doesn't it if you can just get high above right en enemy's airspace and mm -hmm. able to detonate something that could yeah is it a trial run that's kind of a scary thought yeah <clears throat> crazy hmm. well speaking of crazy what about all the stuff that's uh i don't know if you guys have been uh uh, you guys are in Ohio, Wisconsin, but Minnesota legislature has just been busy beavers over in, uh, over at the Capitol. Um, mm. and they have, um, they have come, the Democrats have complete control. Um, and they have just been, uh, relinqu relinquishing, uh, hell on earth here, um, with, with the bills that they are proposing. Um, obviously the big one, which has made national news while well, everybody's talking about the abortion bill, this is the most extreme abortion bill, I think, outside of, of, uh, um, China and, uh, in North Korea, um, that allows abortion up to birth, um, voted on and passed by our, our brilliant, uh, governor Tim Walls. Um, 
that was the kind of the start of it. And then from there on, it's just been, it's just been a contingent, unbelievable bills coming through and i'll give you guys some uh some some ideas on what's what's coming down the pipe still um there's one bill that will allow uh democrats had have introduced a bill to make illegal immigrants eligible for uh minnesota care uh it's that's the state mm-hmm. subsidized health care program um they've also uh have passed they're passing a bill to allow them to get um illegal immigrants um uh, state uh, driver's license. You can now register for a driver's license even if you are in a, uh, in the country illegally. So they will be all be given that uh, ability. Um, they've also they're also passing through what they call the blackout bill, and this is a uh, climate change bill. Um, basically, it's a bill moving the that Minnesota will have uh, required that the state's electrical utilities all be carbon free uh by 2040. Now what's uh what's important about this bill is that there's just so many um things that they're taking into account that think that they think will happen because what's what's happening is is that the you know all these all these uh all these all this renewable energy that they're planning on having has not been created yet. <laughs> So, so uh, the bill is going to be, uh, they're supposed to be at 55% in 2020 or 2035, uh, 55% of all is supposed to be, you know, they're, they've got check marks, their check, check boxes, they've got a tick at, at that point too. Um, we're talking what this means to the average uh, Minnesotan is that um, gas prices, uh, energy prices are going to skyrocket because this puts such a heavy burden on the electrical utilities uh, companies to come up with ways for to you know have renewable energy uh they're not they we don't we don't we we've uh, blocked any way of nuclear energy to be produced here uh, they're not creating nuclear uh, power plants here in Minnesota anymore that's that's been that's been blocked I think years ago um and so this is just on a massive massive course of destruction here i mean we're on a path that that just is going to lead to complete chaos here um another thing that's happening is and this one uh is really scary i think um it's uh they want to create a, a state agency that um that'll have a that they'll create a database to track hateful speech this is going to be a state-run agency and what's happening is is that they are uh, claiming that this bill would allow the Minnesota Department of Human Rights. Um, it'll create, like I said, a database of incidents that have no objective standard uh, to determine whether or not um, anybody's violated a law. So, you know, someone could post on social media a, a particular Bible verse that defines what a marriage is um, mm. or condemns. Uh, certain sexual proclit- pro, uh, proclivities, um, you know, and by posting that, that puts you right in the database. It's crazy. Hmm. They are actually going to, there's no, there's no uh, rule as far as what defines it. 
it's just oh, it's a it's a it's an agency or a committee of people that says you know what this is this is hateful this goes in here we're so going to track this person a, they're sitting in a back room and they're just deciding within their little club what is and what isn't okay mm -hmm. wow what is hate speech yeah what is hate speech and what is not hate speech completely objective right well um you know it's just uh it's it's an and it's and this is just the tip of the iceberg um from what um um our pastor came uh spoke about uh talked about this last week he said he had a, a senator um uh text him and said this is just the beginning he's like what what the democrats have in store um is just i mean it, it, it'll it'll make your heart it'll it'll make your stomach turn and and it's it's, it's, it's only going to get worse from here um and so that also leads me into another uh topic that i kind of want to talk about I, I don't know if you guys but i feel like i've noticed an uptick in in let's be a demonic activity i think i think this is definitely um hinging or being um being produced out of something evil. I remember talking podcasts and podcasts ago about something more sinister happening going on behind the scenes. And I think this is this is something that I think the devil has his has his hand in. I, I, that's the only way I can explain it. That's the only way I can think of it. Guys, I went to I was out on Saturday. Um, um my daughter's doing behind the wheel she's getting she's got a learning permit so we're all driving around right i'm like well let's go to let's go to, she had a she had a gift card let's go to barnes and noble go to barnes and noble we go into barnes and noble i walk in not i don't even step into the door i open the door there's a table right to the left witchcraft tarot reading cards ouija boards right there right right, right there i walk into the store there's all of that nonsense everywhere i mean there's an end cap of ouija boards in barnes and noble wow it's unbelievable i'm i'm sitting there i'm just i'm just gasping at it and i hear a, a woman and her i'm assuming it's her daughter she looked like she was in either high school or college early days early uh in college and she's like hey you get a ouija board she's like oh i already got one <laughs> just like this is, I think it is very, very, um, it's, just, it, it, it's, it seems to be in from being thrown in our faces much, much more. And I also think, and I think we talked about this when we, we, we were in Chicago guys, we talked about how, um, the identity our our, our identities. Um, and, um, this is something that was big for me too. Um, where do I draw my identity from? And I think that's a tool of the devil to be able to say, if I can, if I can take away, because we all know that the devil cannot uh, possess a Christian. We believe that. I, feel, you know, I think we all believe that. But, he, but that does not mean that the, that the demonic forces are not going to uh, come against us, come on and, and, and attack us. We'll, we'll see that. And I think that is very, very much prevalent in the mental health of our, of our, of our kids. And also the of the men and women here that that you know that may be listening to this podcast. And that is the identity 
we, they call it identity politics. I mean, I think that politics, just look at it, the identity of how, where do you draw your identity from? Are you a child of God or does your job give you your identity? Does your marriage give you your identity? Does, does, you know, what, what is that that draws you, gives you your identity? And if that is something that the devil can use, and I think he is, I think that's the biggest thing that uh, I think the devil can use to attract somebody who may be on that hinge, maybe on that teetering on, I don't know what my identity is. You know, if, I, if especially if you're a Christian and you don't know you're struggling with, with mental health and you're and you, and you, and, and you have that issue of, of, of identifying that you are a child of God. I think that, that the devil is using his, this identity crisis in America today and using it to his advantage. And it's really scaring me because I see it everywhere, it seems like. And it's just becoming more and more obvious to me as I'm as I'm out and about. I don't know. Have you guys noticed this at all? Any any thoughts on this? Don, I'm just going to jump in here and say that just, just a couple of days ago, I saw a Fox News report, and it was more than just Fox News, but in 2023 here, April 20th, or maybe it's the 28th, something in the in the end of April, 28th through 30th, SatanCon is going to be the largest demonic uh, meeting at the temple in Boston, Massachusetts. The, the mayor of Boston is, is encouraging this. They weren't allowed to give the, the speech or the commemoration to all the activities that are going here, but Guys, if you aren't waking up and if our listeners are not waking up to think this isn't in our, it's it's not just hidden in our culture. It is paraded now in our culture. It is out there. It is coming for you. And you're right. What is your identity? Let me also just make this point to maybe thicken the waters a little bit. I, I believe that this is a, a, a maybe a proof or an, a, a way to look at the fact that maybe maybe the idea that reform theology of bringing the kingdom, we are living in the kingdom now, might not be the, the reality of it. Um, because things are not getting progressively better. Things are getting progressively worse. And I, I'm on that I'm 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 on a dispensational side of things just theologically but I'm sorry when you look at things like this where there is celebration for demonic activity and this is not hidden this mm. is our world leaders this is our state leaders this is our senators Th these are people that satan is using as pawns and literally using them he's infected their minds and he is he has got them hook line and sinker they can't even see the truth we're living in a postmodern post truth world well what more confusion can there be and if you're living in a postmodern post truth world then anything goes and then satan tells you who you are and if he tells you who you are and you believe it and you find success there man you start to you start to feel like you're something and he gives you that false hope of uh you know i of confidence and it is it is everywhere it is absolutely everywhere so donna I, again I, I agree with you that this is this is happening and it is happening not just in boston it is happening everywhere in our small communities bedroom cities it is in our major cities it is in our politics 
it's in our schools, as Ryan mentioned, uh, DeSantis is, is going against some of those things. It's, it's just everywhere. And we have to be vigilant to absolutely stand against this stuff. Ryan, I see you nodding. What are you, what are your thoughts there? Yeah. I mean, I, I know Don had some topics to share with us. I, I, I was hoping he would turn the page to some good news topics, but uh, <laughs> I, I guess I, my question for Don is Don, which, which of these things that you, you discussed and described is most prominent in your thinking? I mean, is there one of these things that is most concerning? I, I, I will admit I've, I guess within the last year or so, I have been around people for the first time in my life who were just openly talking about a Ouija board. Um, I, I don't ever recall that being celebrated or even mentioned out loud. Now, granted, I've spent a good chunk of my career in Christian schools, so you don't expect to hear that among staff there. But uh, just, you know, parenthetically, I, I have um, I have seen that even within the last year. But I'm just curious, what, what is most concerning to you that you're observing right now what i'll tell you this what i am seeing now or what i'm and what i'm studying um as i'm as i'm uh reading about um going through the book daniel right now i'm telling you i feel that all of this you know political theater that's going on around us is just subterfuge i think it is a battle like the bible says it's not about it's a battle between flesh and blood this is a spiritual battle we're, we're facing um this is something that i've that now i'm 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 kind of tired of the political uh, arena that is just dominating the news headlines every day i'm tired of the you know like like i mentioned the the document the top secret documents um i'm tired of hearing about um um, what, what, you know, the next, what, what's going to be the next big political, um, um, platform that's going to be, you know, the talking point for the next week. I'm tired of that. This is about, this is a spiritual battle we're in right now. And I'm studying now, you know, I'm, I'm really going into all the, the, I'm re my post-trib, pre-trib, going through that i'm trying to i'm 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 i mean this is a setup this is a setup for the end times here we're talking about and this is um this is happening right as we see it uh right before our eyes um i think that um that that we if 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 if, if it's if it's if it's if the rapture does happen the united states is over right i mean that's going to be the that's going to be the bible doesn't talk about the United States uh, in the end times. There's no Western power or anything like that. And I think, I don't know if that has anything to do with the rapture coming, because once the rapture comes, uh, U.S. is done. U.S. is done. That That is going to be something that's going to significantly trigger uh, infighting civil war that, you know, that will just completely destroy the bedrock of america i think um and, and i think america will cease to exist after the rapture um but yeah this is a spiritual battle to me now i don't i'm i am hard pressed to really get caught up in the political debates the, the political arena i i enjoy listening to some of the things that are going on like this <laughs> the spy i mean how can you not the the chinese spy balloon and all that kind of stuff 
this is just all subterfuge for for something bigger that's uh, that's about to happen. And mm. let me tell you this: I last night, last night, ten o'clock, letting our go out. The Doge has got to go out for his 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 last uh, last calling. Um, all of a sudden, I hear outside just this yelling and screaming. I'm like, "What the world? What's going on?" Now I've got a couple of shady 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 neighbors. Um, and I thought maybe it was one of them bad drug deal. I don't know what's going on out there. I go up to my front, to the front, uh, front of my house. And all of a sudden I, it's not the two, it's not the drug houses that that's, that's causing all the commotion. It's houses about a couple houses down, down the, down my circle. And, uh, and there is screaming and hollering going on. There's a huge fight out in the street happening. It's dark. I can't see anything. Really, I see a car parked out with its with the with its lights on, and I see flashes of people. I'd say there are about six or six or seven people outside yelling and screaming, cursing. Um, and I'm telling you, I at I, I I called the police. I called the police right away, and I called nine one one. I said we got a disturbance out here. Uh, I gave my address and see if they come out. I heard some things that made my skin crawl and it wasn't what the substance of what I heard. It was, I thought I heard a wild animal at one point. Hmm. Wow. And it, and it, it was not a wild animal. It was an actual individual. Now this is a Hmong family that was down the road. And I know that they deal a lot with um, the shaman, um, shaman way of i don't know if it's shaman is 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 a, some some type of a religion that they that is very much embedded in their culture and it's a demonic religion uh my wife worked with someone who's Hmong, and um um she was a christian and she's she kind of gave her you know some some of the things that happened with this and when we were talking about this afterwards she's like i think that's what that was because this is something demonic that was coming out of this this person's this person's mouth it was it was it was scary jen was freaking out she's begging me to come back inside um but it was it's it was horrifying to the point where obviously jen wanted wanted us to lock the house and get inside but it was also it was i, I it was like a train wreck type of thing where you just couldn't look away you was like what is actually happening here hmm. and it was it was really it, it made you know it made the uh the hairs on the back of my neck curl up you know i was just like this this doesn't seem right now what's more concerning also too is that the police didn't come till like 20 minutes later after drawing calling 911 people uh they had finally whatever happened the car left car somebody people got in the car and they took off a minute before they showed up police showed up um but it was definitely something that i'm like Again, another example of what is really going on here. What is happening? What is happening inside that home to where these people are acting like this? What is going on? And that's, and I'm telling you, I think, I think this is a, this is a spiritual battle that's happening. We're in front of our eyes and, and, uh, and we need to be prepared for it. We need to, we need to, we need to be prepared for it. And, and, it's a, it's a serious, it's, I think it's, a, I think it's something that needs to be taken very seriously by our churches and, uh, and, and something that I think we need to talk about more. So Don, we've been 
taught, I suppose. Um, we all come from similar circles, but I think the prevailing knowledge is we ought not to even mess with this sort of thing, the steam and activity. These are powerful beings, power, more powerful than we are. Uh, so what what action can we take besides prayer and vigilance? Speak in the name of Jesus, brother. We got to speak the name of Jesus. Uh, he has the power to over everything. You know, he has the power to. He is, <laughs> we, we, we do not fear. We should not have any fear of anything when we proclaim the name of Jesus. That's what that's what I believe the Bible's teaching us here. And so we need that. We need that that at the forefront. Um, yeah, so that that name proclaimed more than ever at this point. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. Well, you know, you know, my, my mind goes this this direction. Satan's the ultimate deceiver, so he's not going to come in with a huge, you know, one hundred percent tsunami change where all of a sudden the culture is going to flip just like that. It's going to be this this kind of slow morph of, of whatever, and, and things are just going to kind of eventually weave their in their way in. And, and I look at it as a disease. It's, it's something that's undetectable at first. It's a few cells. And then pretty soon you've got this tumor, you've got this major problem, a cancer as it were, where undiagnosed, undetected, and then all of a sudden it's there, there's nothing you can do about where it's stage four. Don, I think that's where we're at. I think we in our churches and our families just we just think, hey, things are good with us. Things are good in my home. Things are good, you know, right here. And we just we don't listen to the noise outside, as as you stated, not physically or literally, but maybe really we should, because of the fact that it's all around us. And I do think the battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and things that are way above us that ultimately will be the the end battle right we're not gonna we're not gonna fight that jesus is gonna fight that battle god's gonna come and destroy his ultimate en enemy of satan but i th i think it's it's way more prevalent than we give it credit to and i think because we've lived in such a normalized america but that satan's that satan's doing as well i think he has lulled us to sleep i think he has given us the pillow to lay on in the nice house, great jobs, some some good families, and and you know we we've got it good, but now we're we're coming into the fact where we're concerned about our daughters and we're concerned about our sons and we're concerned about all kinds of things that are happening. Well, where did the where did that all come about? Well, it's mm -hmm. it's been in play for a long time. It's been in play for a long time. You listen to missionaries; they they talk it, about it very clearly all the time in the mission field. Yeah. It, it's there. They don't deny that. Mm -hmm. And they they are very clear that, yes, you speak the name of Jesus. And yes, you're not going to run into those situations necessarily. But sometimes it's right there. It's right next door. It's the voodoo that's going on, or it's the witchcraft that's taking place. And I'm telling you, if we've got stuff in Boston, we've got stuff in Wisconsin, we've got stuff in Ohio, we've got stuff in Minneapolis, There's there's no doubt that this stuff has got its roots. And it's deep. It is, it is infectious. It's everywhere. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is the time to transition into talking about some of that where we're, okay, we live in our communities. <laughs> we're not maybe happy with what's going on. Is there a biblical precedent? Or maybe let's just talk opinion for a second. 
where you're in a place. Okay, let's let's use Minneapolis as, as our example because you've you've talked about some of the heinous stuff that's coming out of the legislature there. Um, where where you just pick up and move and you say, I'm not going to be part of it. I'm geographically moving. I am getting out of here. Now, to preface this, there was a USA Today article. There was a four-part four, um, article where a guy by the name of uh, Schlack, Chris Schlack, uh, promoted this. And he said that basically Axios did a poll that found that 58% of Republicans, 55 of Democrats, have thought, quote, thought about moving to a state where the government better reflects their political and policy values. 69% of Dems, 65% of Republicans have actually considered moving to a state that matches with their cultural and social, social, uh, social values. He also goes on to say that in a, in another um, uh, survey that over 72% of just combined people uh, who who are are both Dem and, and Republican, 72% of, of people surveyed said they will consider relocating based on a state's law and regulation. And specifically, guess what the topic was over? Guess what it was over? The number one topic that that these these guys are promoting on on this website, abortion. That alone mm. was the number one thing that divided the nation. So Roe v. Wade, you know the the leak of the Scoutus, all that stuff that took place. You talk about a, a demonic thing that's taking place. It 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 is moving people. There are people that are are saying, "I'm out of here." I'm not going to be part of this. And I don't know. What do you think? I'm just going to open the uh, open the, the 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 can of worms here. I, I almost want to say that we talked about this maybe in person, or I, at least I've asked uh, one or two of you, have you ever considered moving um, out of state? And I think it was relatively recently. And I don't remember which one of you I asked, maybe all of you. Uh, because of what's taking place. I mean, I, you look at Wisconsin, we've got some some similar things, although maybe we've got a little more balance in our uh, state legislature uh, right now or at this point, but that, that could turn. And the stuff that is coming out of there is just as heinous. It's just as crazy. Um, I don't know. What, what do you what do you think? My, my mind goes my mind goes to the Bible where we we exist and we do what we need to do in the place that God has called us to uh, until, until he physically moves us along um, to do business, to do things uh, in our communities. But at what point, at, at what cost, uh, where, where do we draw the line? Um, is, is there, you know, something to that? So I'll just, I'll just open it up. What do, what do you guys think opinion wise? Where are you at? Well, I'll, uh, I'll kick this off. Cause this is something I've, I, both Aaron and I, think about often and i think we've talked about this i've shared this with you guys on the podcast before too and i i live in minnesota right now uh, even though i'm a proud indiana hoosiers fan tonight baby oh yeah anyway um before don's talk tonight i i thought i could maybe stick around minnesota but after he described all those bills that we're going through and onto the governor's desk it really it really is disturbing so we should all think through things biblically. I think that's one of the things we try to do on this podcast, encourage each other biblically. What does the Bible say about things? Um, so 
are we are we violating the the biblical law if we move i don't think we are jeremy i know wherever we are to be content paul says that whatever state i am therewith to be content that that certainly is a biblical principle too i i thank god that we live in a country we've got the ability to move around you know we, we are to give thanks and everything and I'm, I'm thankful that we live in a country that we've got these little laboratories of democracy called states that can try different things out uh so that that really is a blessing um, we're to be in the world, not of the world. And no matter what state we move to, we're going to be surrounded by the systems of the world in some way, shape, or form. There, there's no getting around that. Uh, so I guess, I guess what I wrestle with are some of these other principles. We know that the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to its people, right? It says, blessed is a nation whose God is the Lord. And, um, we, we, there's another verse i can't remember where it's found exactly but it talks about where there is no vision or, or leadership the people perish and I, i'm going to just talk a little bit about minnesota here because uh, that, that's where i am so don talked about this bill that's got nationwide attention related to abortion and if we can't get life right we're in trouble human life is made in the image of God. I think we all agree that there's something special in God's eyes about human life in that it is reflective of his image. So if we're saying once a life is created all the way up until birth, doesn't matter. If it's inconvenient, we're going to kill, kill that baby. I, I, think, I think that is a major concern with God, but I want to go back to 2020 as well. Romans 13, which we've also talked about plenty in this podcast, outlines what God expects out of a government. And when you go back to the riots that took place in 2020 after the death of George Floyd, and you look at the leadership in Minnesota, remember, <laughs> we had a coach who used to say, it's not a complicated thing, right? Romans 13 says what to government? You punish the wrongdoers. You, you give approval to those who are doing right. And when going got tough, we saw the exact opposite here in Minnesota. And we became lovers of chaos for a season. And that's, that's disturbing. If you, can't, if you don't have somebody in leadership who can stand up to those who are doing wrong, shut it down, uh, where's the safety to be found in that? So again, anywhere we go, we're gonna, we're gonna face the systems of the world but at this point do i want to even be identified as a minnesotan or if don when he described that bill about hate speech will minnesota want to say ryan we're, we're glad to have you as one of our own we're glad to have you as a citizen of minnesota there's, there's certainly conflicts i think going from both perspectives as as you look at where should i be where is it wise to be and where am I most welcomed with the way I think? And we've got the ability to move around. And, and honestly, I think about Sodom and Gomorrah. Uh, I, I think about there are cities, there have been civilizations that don't exist anymore today because God has wiped them off the face of the earth. And I think to some degree, you can say because of the large number of Christians yet in the United States, 
I don't think God's going to pour out this amazing wrath like he's done to other civilizations, but I, I have no guarantee about that. Do, do I think he could start really smacking down states that are going to these degrees that Don talked about? I do. He's God. He's holy. <laughs> I pray for mercy quite a bit. I say we don't deserve it, but I'm asking for your mercy. Uh, and so if you can look at your state's leader and say, yeah, I trust that guy's leadership. Um, you know, one of the guys you all know I'm fond of, and I mentioned it earlier tonight, is Governor DeSantis in Florida. I really appreciate his leadership. I, I don't think he's a Christian per se, but do I trust his moral compass, his values? I do. But here's what's scary. You could say, well, we could be like Kenny, our friend who moved from Minnesota to Florida, and I see wisdom in that. But remember, he won that state by what, 0.2 percentage points when he was first elected as governor? So I could move there and just like that, it could go the other way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think yeah, that's- So my question, my question to you was, do you, would, would you make that bold move? You know, given the forecast of five years, and let's say that things just stay on the same track and nothing's going to change, it's just going to get worse. Are you willing to say tonight, yeah, I, I, I would consider moving. I, I would move to a, a different place just because of, of these facts. And what would be the straw that broke the camel's back? You know, we've talked about a bunch of stuff. You know, there's, there's so much that could complicate a decision like that. I think there are some people that are just tired of the cold as well and saying, I'd rather to deal with the evil with a warm place than I do in a cold place. Cause that's what I feel like. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> but are you, are you willing to say I, I'm out? I'm, I'm out. I, I will say this tonight, primarily familial reasons have kept me in Minnesota. So reasons based upon my family have kept me here. Sure. And, um, I, I work remotely right now. So I do think I've got some latitude in terms of where I work. Uh, so if, <laughs> but at the same time, if I feel like what's, what's happening with what Don described, and I feel like there is persecution coming, or I can't trust my government to do the right thing, and I sense the judgment of God about to fall, <laughs> that might actually supersede my familial reasons for staying in Minnesota. So yeah, I would I would definitely be open to move if I'm sensing a lack of good leadership. And, and again, we like to maybe pin, at least I do, some of the stuff on our governor walls, but he is voted in by the people. So it is a broader mindset than just one guy signing off on these on these bills, right? It's 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 a general and unfortunately, Don, where you live, the Twin Cities, it's so populous. You look around the other parts of Minnesota and it's all red. It's red, 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 Duluth, a little blue, Rochester, a little blue, but red, 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 everywhere else. It's just so sad that we, we've got these city values driving a pretty rural state. So yeah, I, I would be certainly open to moving to South Dakota where I feel the mindset of, of liberty loving people is probably going to be around for a while. Do you think hmm. that's going to be more, do, do all of you, I'll pose this question to all of you, do you think that's going to be more of a reality that we're going to see more and more people just pull up stakes? Say, see you later. I'm, 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 going to, I'm going to change it up because of these things. Well, I think, I mean, you go back just a couple of years to the COVID pandemic and you saw, you know, not 
everyone, but a majority of these moving from these blue, very restrictive states to, to red states. And it was Republicans and Democrats um, yeah. doing that too. And so I think, I think that kind of set maybe a precedent where it's on people's minds, you know, to get, kind of back to the article that you brought up, Jeremy, that people are thinking about that now. I think from a Christian side, I would be, I'd be hesitant to say that would be the only reason I would move the family is because of, of leadership, because, you know, you know, you go back and just take a look at, uh, you know, the history of the world, right. You know, and even go back to the book of Daniel, right. God says the leaders of the earth, I set up and the leaders of the earth, I take down and I do it all for my glory. And so you've got horrific leaders throughout history. You've got great leaders throughout history. And like Ryan was saying, it could flip in a matter of, of years, Right. So if we're just thinking geographical location is going to solve these issues, I think that's a bit I think that's a bit naive. Um, I think that that should be a consideration because at some point, you know, you think about it like from a financial side, we're you know, we're putting money into the cities, into the into the counties, into the states that we are in. Right now, again, (laughs) you know, I think God understands, right? He said, render to Caesar what is Caesar's. And Caesar was the one that, you know, killed a lot of his church and stuff like that. So, you know, I I don't think, you know, we can't spend any money on, you know, these companies that are woke or anything like that. Like, I mean, you can get so crazy off the deep end where I don't know how you'd even live. Well, life life ceases, right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, and again, I think it, I think it just provokes a lot of thought, you know, go back to what Jesus said, you know, a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. You let your lights so shine before men, you know, if the salt loses its savor, where, you know, how how in the world is your meat going to be savory? You know, I'm sending you into the world as light. I'm putting you in the world as salt. And so it shouldn't be any surprise that we face significant opposition. Um, You know, there's opposition from the beginning all the way up until now, I think, I think the key thing is how do we influence that, you know, what, uh, you know, his admonition to, to Jeremiah or, or the admonition from Jeremiah uh, that he shared from the Lord was, you know, seek the peace of the city. That was when Israel was in captivity, right? right. They're like, no, free right. us from that. God said, no, seek the peace of the city where I've got you right now. Yep. And, and so I think, I think there's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a complicated issue. I, and I get, I feel for you, you guys that are in honestly more blue states, I, you know, Ohio is a, a fairly, fairly strong red state has, has more conservative values. I know there's a lot of probably opposition to get it to turn blue. You know, we're, we're right next to Pennsylvania, which is, you know, purple at best, but likely, you know, likely blazing blue and Michigan is, Oh Lord almighty of mercy. Right. Just like you guys in Minnesota, right. Just gone gone blue um but ohio's you know fairly red i feel very fortunate to to be under you know the the leadership there and it's a bit more conservative um but again i think you know that that's one aspect of it because the federal government is still has got a lot to say too and that swings based on leadership as well so it's it's a wild country to live in (laughs) you know i just yeah it's it's tough would you guys would you guys agree with this statement that the things that are are being promoted in our the wickedness, the unrighteousness that's being promoted in our our cities, our states, and, and all around, even really worldwide, is going to illuminate the real church. Would would you agree with that? Instead of the pseudo 
I'm just going to go to church. I'm just kind of being part of that, you know, thing, because I think it's a good thing to do and a healthy thing to do for my family. But really, when it comes down to it, the true church who is going to undergo that persecution and is going to stand by God and not forsake the faith, do you think that these are those moments where we're actually seeing the true church, the true believer, really illuminate, stand out, and be that light um, in these in these times? I, I think so. It's interesting. You look back at what happened with the early church and how the the martyrs, uh, the the apostles who were put to death. We saw church growth happen there. People were able to see their stand for faith. We saw that happen, you know, around the, the Middle Ages with, with that series of martyrs and how that exploded the faith even further. But we're in a different era now because we could, we could try to state what's right and true and biblical, but now we've got this threat of being silenced where nobody can actually see the light or hear the light at times, which they weren't. Yeah, there was book banning going on back in the, you know, <laughs> you think about what they did to poor Wycliffe, but um, yeah, it, it, it is interesting. So if, if, if we can get the word out, yes, I think it will illuminate us even further. And we will. Well, I agree that the censorship is getting more sophisticated, but there's still truth to be proclaimed. Right. And I, sure. I think it's, I think it, I think it is narrowing those who are really in it and who are not. Uh, Don, you're quiet. What do you What do you think? I mean, you've got these uh, these realities happening right in your backyard, literally. Yeah, I think that um, <clears throat> I think what you guys have set up been great. I, I've especially Matt, when you talked about the economic factor of this whole thing, realize that in Minnesota right now we have a seventeen and a half billion dollar surplus. Mm. We have seventeen and a half billion dollars laying around because we've already taxed the state of Minnesota too much. Yeah. And they don't know what to do with the money. In fact, they're going to raise my taxes even more. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, and Jen and I have talked about moving to the Dakotas, things like that. And just like you said, uh, Ryan, it's, because of family, I think we are here still. Um, Jen and I both have jobs where we, I think we could go anywhere we wanted and, and work from there because we both work from home. So we do have that luxury, but because of the, the timing of things right now, we've got one in college here in Minnesota and we've got one in, uh, who's a sophomore in, in high school. Um, it's just not in the cards right now. We're not going to uproot them uh and and move you know our 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 youngest to a different school at this point um and <laughs> ironically the you know the the pilgrims came <laughs> the pilgrims came to this land to to escape persecution <laughs> well now i don't know i are we uh are we is our scope too small do we need to move out of the states <laughs> We need to, we need to get the, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go ahead and buy us a big old boat, call it the USS Donnie 10 times. And we're going to head out and, <laughs> and find new land. I think that's, that's the best route right now. Um, I think it's funny because I think that, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, 
people who are in their 40s and people in their 50s, 60s, they got to experience the United States, I think, in its heyday. Remember back, you know, we got to experience the Reagan years. Um, we got to, we we knew nobody was messing with, with, messing with us. You know, after the Cold War, um, you know, I was, always, I remember growing up when I was little, you know, in the, in the Russians, the big bad Russians. There you go, Ryan. The big bad Russians and dropping nuclear bombs on us and things like that. I was scared to death of that. I remember, you know, thinking that, but there was a point in also where that changed where I was like, there's nobody's going to touch us. No one. I did not have to worry about that. Hmm. And now, you know, we're, we're, we're coming into this age now where United States ain't, isn't so strong anymore. I mean, we've got, we've got Chinese spy balloons flying over the country. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, and I was, I've actually thought, Oh, what, what's Portugal look like? I, you know, what's Portugal? Look like? <laughs> they, their cost of living seems to be pretty, 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 uh, pretty relevant. I think me and Jen and I can still do our jobs from Portugal. Um, <laughs> obviously that didn't go over too well, but uh, at the house, but, uh, but, um, and Boris and Eugene, they could dig a hole, <laughs> build a boat, dig a hole. <laughs> whatever you need. yeah but i don't know where i was going uh but but yeah i think that it's i think we've um i would you know her i can't believe the state of what minnesota's in right now and yeah we would we are definitely looking to move i think economically it's just not practical to stay here uh, much longer uh, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense, um, to economically stay here. So I don't know what so that to, So if, yeah. So follow-up question to all of us would be, okay, so where, where is that? And you kind of alluded to that. We don't know. Yeah, exactly. You look at, when you, look, when you the, look at all the socioeconomics, you look at the politics, you look at all those things and say, well, let's just, let's just gather the Christians in this one area. That's not going to work either. No, no. Because, because our, of, of the, the fact that man's just sinful and there's going to be problems no matter where we go and confusion is going to continue to go. And something that we talked about earlier is Satan knows that those kinds of things may happen. He's already got plants in that area. He's already got his, his, his minions working in front of him. He's not going to be, you know, duped into thinking that, oh yeah, well, there's going to be this huge rise in Christianity and I'm not going to do anything about it. He's, he's already working those, those back patterns and those back channels, if you will. Uh, it's it, so it, it is, it's scary. So as we consider this, you know, kind of heavy topic, because it, it messes with all of your life. It's like what your kids did and where your family are, families are, your house, which, you know, is your home. And it's more than just a home. It's more than four walls. It's, it's got memories and all kinds of things tied to it. Man, I just think that this is a big, big issue that more and more families are going to come and actually have a conversation about, and then they're going to go, but where do you go? What else are you going to do? What is the answer to this? And um, I really honestly hope, uh, and my prayer is that God would come and rescue us, that he would just come. Uh, you know, 
I think about my kids and I don't want them. I don't want them coming into what's headed their way. I do not want that for them. And, you know, um, they've got to be, they're going to have to fight a harder spiritual battle, battle and a harder spiritual worldview than a worse worldview than what I am going to have to encounter. Because by the time they're our age, they're going to be speaking of atrocities that are ridiculous. And what we think is unbelievable will be on the table. And what, you know, is really unbelievable will be there um, just in their forefront in their future. It's, it's, uh, it's a sad reality and it's um, coming to all of us uh, in, in a certain way. Um, yeah. And Jeremy, I'm glad you mentioned the the church because I think that's an important piece of the puzzle here because i think the church is so important right now because where you where you base yourself amongst a community of believers do they have your back if you go to a church that kind of dances around the the moral issues doesn't doesn't take it take it head on uh that's probably not the right church if you are in a church that that is uh is you know you know has your back i think that is going to be the most the more no matter what state you're in i think that is key right now yeah Hmm. i i just want to i know we're uh, getting low on time here but don you it's funny you mentioned the pilgrims earlier and they they came to my mind too uh not not that they're necessarily our spiritual uh, fathers and, and mothers but you know, they first left England and they went to Holland. So they went to Leiden, Holland. Some people forget that uh, to escape persecution. They got to Holland. And as time went on there, they found more persecution, but they also found uh, there are some bad influences there on their kids between the labor laws that were going on and some of the things that the, 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 the natives of Holland were exposing their kids to. And that's what caused them then to look look for refuge in the United States. And so um, I, I'm very mindful of, I think, w- w- what's going to be the environment where my kids grow up? I mean, they're very much at home here in Minnesota, but I don't know. Do you guys have, I, I shared two key reasons I think would be good motivators to leave a state. If you don't understand life, if you're not feeling safe and protected by the government's main responsibility um, what other points of reason or rationale would, would cause you to move? Hmm. Like I said, I think the economic factor is a, is a, is a part of a, a, a key factor mm-hmm. for me. Um, Bible, God requires us to be good stewards of our money. And if, if our money is going towards the funding of taking away life, well, that's not the place we should be. Yeah, I think Ryan, that's such a loaded question, and there's so many factors to to that. Um, it would really be a dissertation to wade through all the things. But then, what what's what's the heaviest? You know, what's the highest? What's the highest priority? Um, I think, in many ways, God brings that to our minds as we are living in the moment. And whatever that big issue is right now, maybe abortion, maybe you know, uh, censorship, maybe free speech, all those things, gun rights, it doesn't matter. All those things really come into a a full circle and a huge umbrella of, wow, we we are being robbed of what we, God set this up to be. Is there another place that will allow us to do that better? And get, and I think we have to be honest with ourselves and say, if we do move, it's only a matter of time before 
something else is going to happen. So should we even move at that point? Do we, you know, you make, you make a choice. Um, so yeah, for me, I, I, I don't know. I I'm, I'm loyal. I love to be in, in, I've loved to be in the same place for a long time. Um, family, I think would be the number one, the number one, you know, decider for me. I would, I, I, I would love to be around family. That would be my biggest, um, biggest deciding factor. Um, but man, that's, it's, it's tough because there's more than just family to consider. So anyway, well, yeah, maybe we should wrap this uh, part of the uh, podcast up because it's been a it's been a good topic. It's been a lot, and there's a lot to mm -hmm. consider. And if you if you're listening tonight and you want to you want to <laughs> throw your two cents in, please do comment, give us some thoughts, and uh, let us know your 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 thinking and uh, your maybe some of your de decisions on maybe somebody has moved. Uh, maybe you can clue us in on on uh, the process that that took you through. Um, so anyway, turn it back to, I think we're going with the truth and tunes, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Truth and tunes. I'm pulling up my questions right now. So uh, I know it's been what, uh, two months since we've had a podcast. Do y'all remember how to do this? We do. I've got, I've got one issue. Uh -oh. I got a new computer at work and I did not remember to load up I, I've got there's a program I can't remember what it was and I've been like trying to scramble and find it but I think we're gonna have to go uh, Don could throw like some Jeopardy music in up underneath when he edits it but I've got I've got nothing live right now so All right. that's gonna if that you know well, maybe I'm I don't that'll know. play to Matt's advantage so clearly yeah. that was <laughs> this was not something I had thought of beforehand because I was like I was like oh yeah I gotta open up the pro <laughs> oh i don't even remember the name of it because it's you know it's a new computer so it's like i'll have to, I'll have to research it for next pod but i'm uh i can play like i can't even find the jeopardy soundtrack um so i i, I, I gotta I be better prepared I, for episode 60 so good. it's gonna be quiet yeah i don't know what i'll miss more the jeopardy music or that wah, 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 when somebody <laughs> gets something wrong he might look for that one. Hold on a sec. <laughs> Not that you guys will miss any questions. I got full faith in you, but yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> oh man. All right. Brother. Are you ready to start? Or are you still researching something? No, I'm going to, I, I'm going to, uh, there, let's, let's see. Let's see. Ooh. You guys hear that? That's, All right. That, oh yeah. That's nifty. So we'll see. It's good enough. We'll oh, yeah. see. <laughs> it's, it's like you're getting zapped by a Chinese spy balloon. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I've, I've got a bunch of them here, so I'm gonna like I'm gonna pick and choose. I just don't have the Jeopardy theme, so uh, I, apo I apologize, guys. All right, fair, yeah. fair enough. All right, I've got three questions uh, loaded up. Again, this is Jeopardy style, so please answer with a question, and your name is your your buzzer. If we do have a tie, I do have one tiebreaker question for tonight. The second question, similar to what we've done recently, will allow all of you to answer, and whoever is closest will get the uh, will get the point. Okay. Question number one. This is the book where we find the prophecy of the dry bones. Jeremy. Jeremy. 
What is Ezekiel? That is correct. I believe it's uh, ooh, very nice. That's the balloon as it was going up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it's when it's seen better days. <laughs> that's what mm. that's what that's what Z Z uh, played with as he saw it loft into the skies. <laughs> oh, that, uh, just remarkable the things we see these days. All right, question two. So I will start with. Uh, let's see, Jeremy, you got that. So I'll. Uh, I'll let you start this one, then we'll go to Matt and Don. So uh, wh whoever is closest to this number will get the point. So this is how many chapters are in the Old Testament? Oof. Oh, man. Oh, man. Goodness, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be completely sound ignorant. I'm going to say... 2000 uh, i'll go with 1100 1100 okay thank you uh matthew how about you i think he's a he's a hair high um i'm gonna go oh that's gonna be that's gonna be high too um i'm gonna go 697 okay 697 and 1100 all right good uh dom Matt said 697. Okay, I'm going to go 698. <laughs> Priced is right, me. Jeez. Well, I, I guess I'm hoping for the under on this one. I love it. <laughs> under 697. Or, oh, I think I'm. Well, yeah, so it doesn't matter if you're over or under on this one, but the closest one, if my math is right, he was within 171 is Jeremy. So the oh. answer is 929. Wow. 929. So Don, you were actually pretty close on the other end. Um, so wow. yeah, that was almost some tough math I had to work out in my brain there. <laughs> Start seeing a bunch of synapses blow into each other here. So, yeah, that's, that's no good. So Jeremy, I guess you've won, really. Oh, my word. But you've, got, you've got two out of three. You got Ezekiel, and then you got the closest yeah. chapters. But well, let's go, see if he can just like the just next one completely like, annihilate us. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. That sounds good. This is just for pride, Don. <laughs> let's go. Come on. <laughs> we can make oh, wait a sec. Wait two. a sec. I got. I got. I got to play a sounder. Hold on a sec. Let's try this one. Okay, that's that's our that's our normal one. All right. There you go. Yeah. There, there you go. Good. Question three. What uh, I'm sorry, this modern hymn begins with creation sings the father's song. He calls the son to wake the dawn. I have no idea. <laughs> I got you. No clue. I wouldn't even. Not even going to hazard a guess, huh? Kind of like the bonus question. I might have to save that for a regular question next time. Jeremy, Jeremy. do you have any? Uh, you have yeah, one, Jeremy. I'm just going to say, "Creation sings." Uh, that's exactly right. It's creation sings. So the first two words of that verse, "Creation sings the Father's song," is the name of the modern hymn. Creation sings. So wow. Jeremy, congrats hey. on the El Clean Whoa. 
<laughs> New Year, and Jeremy's back to his dominating ways. Um, domesticated <laughs> and, and dominating. Can I, can I please have screenshots of your guys' texts back and forth <laughs> recently? Uh, you don't have any. I'm telling you, yeah. the, last, the last screenshot has a picture of my tree in the front lawn and that pet, that pitch <laughs> I put on it. Ryan, how, what is creations? Next, I don't even Ryan. know this. T- Right, hold on, Ryan. Just next time, send the balloon 500 feet lower. It was hard to see him. <laughs> how, how does the creation sings hymns or oh. how does that hymn go? I don't know if it's, it's 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 what is creation sings the father's song, the son to break. Dun, 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 dun. I don't, I don't is know. There, is there a chorus? Yeah, it's hallelujah. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know the words. I just is know the Getty uh, one or who is it? Who do I know think so? Maybe. maybe. I I'll tell you this. Uh, Steve Green does a nice job with it. So go to YouTube. Steve Green Creation Sings. Who's Steve Green? Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Blue tape. Yeah, it's Blue a Getty tape. song. It's a Getty song. Who's Steve Green? Former hey, singer yeah. of Whiteheart. You know, I was just having this, I was just having this conversation with my youngest. I was like, I told her, I was like, I need to find some of like, you know how they got genres of music on the radio, the eighties, the seventies, yeah. you know, nineties. I need a Christian contemporary uh, genre or a, a radio station that plays just eighties and nineties and two thousands. <laughs> and I found it. It is, if you download the, um, what is that app? It's the uh, radio K Love, the K Love app. That's yeah. it. Yeah, if you download the K Love app, they've got a section where no you go into way. stations. You go into stations, and you can play just seventies. You can play just eighties. You can play just nineties. They got the two thousands and the two thousand tens. They have each of those Are you decades serious? represented. It's fantastic. <laughs> Man, I don't have to. I don't have to play my WoW CDs anymore. Right, right back to it. Wow, exactly. It's fantastic. Uh, great idea. Oh. Yeah. That is that is good stuff. I I was just I just had a flashback as Don was talking about music and was it the last time we had one of these? He was talking about. Um, he couldn't remember the bass from church. Oh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> favorite group. Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting old, man. I know it's not pretty. It's not pretty. <laughs> yes, it is not pretty. <laughs> yeah. Note note to the audience. Don't get old. Don't get old. Yeah. All right, Matt. I'm gonna turn it over to you now for uh fix fix your eyes. All righty. Yeah, what a great uh, what a great podcast. So, I um, just want to share some thoughts from a passage I'd I'd read uh, earlier this week out of Matthew eleven, and I'm just going to read the first six verses. So, uh, Jesus, just from a context side, Jesus had I believe it just sent out his disciples um, to go and. Um, go and, and do and perform works in his name and and such so he's 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 definitely you know working with the disciples and um it said and so i'm starting to read now matthew 11 uh, when jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples he went on from there to teach and preach in their cities 
Now, when John, that's John the Baptist, heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up. And the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And I don't know why the I don't know why that passage kind of struck me, but I, as I was thinking about it, I kind of put it into like three different uh, you know three different points. And the first one is John's position. So John the Baptist uh, finds himself in prison, right? Uh, really tough place to be, and probably a place that that he didn't expect to be, right? He was the one who had prepared the way of the Lord, and I think probably him and, and the disciples and many of Jesus's followers had a different vision for how their life was going to turn out. And John found himself in prison. And, uh, and in prison, uh, to the second point, he, John has a question and it's, uh, it's kind of a tough question and he sends it, you know, it's, it's not the modern age, right? So he's got to send word to Jesus. And he asks him this question, are you the Christ or should we look for another? And, you know, you know, think about it. That's John, that's John's most pressing question that he has for, uh, he has for Jesus. And it was one that was filled with doubt and confusion. I wonder if it hurt Jesus's heart just a little bit, because if you read uh, a couple verses further in Matthew 11, Jesus said there was no one greater born of woman than John the Baptist. And to hear that question come from the John the Baptist, um, I just I just wonder how how Jesus interacted with that. Now the the Bible says, and we'll talk about Jesus' admonition, but the fact that John asked that question uh, gives me encouragement. The fact that John had courage to ask that is is uh, is an encouragement. I think I think uh, that's that's the type of relationship that that God wants. It's a, it's an honest one. It's He wants to hear our questions, our doubts, and our confusions. Uh, not just when we have confidence and hope. I think when our when our hope is shaken, when we have confusion, when um, we're we're in a spot that we don't we don't think we would ever be. Um, I think God wants to hear that. I don't think He's looking for uh, the polished version of ourselves. I think He. He wants to hear the hard questions, and and John had the courage to ask that, and I think we should be bold like John in that. But ultimately, the I think the the amazing truth is really in the the final point is Jesus's admonition to him. So how does he answer? How does he answer John's question about um, Are you the Christ, or should we look for another? And he he tells he tells John's disciples to go back and remind John of what's happening. Go back and tell them what you're seeing and hearing. Right, and he said, "Go and tell John that the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have good news preached to them." Uh, I think, you know, we all would have loved to see firsthand what the disciples saw. You know, amazing signs and wonders. I think, I think that 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 that's amazing to think of. But according to Scripture, we actually have something greater on this side of the cross. We have the full word. Um, the Old and the New Testament, we see how that comes together. We see how Jesus's, um, you know, sacrifice and his commitment to build his church. Uh, we have the Holy Spirit, 
it's pretty amazing. Jesus called John's attention to the works of God. And I think in application, it's important that when we find ourselves in various trials, some of our own making, uh, some not of our own making, when we find ourselves in positions maybe we never thought we would be or don't think we should be for that long, uh, it's important that we draw ourselves back to the truth of the gospel and who we are in Christ. So the question is, you know, how do we do this? Well, I submit there's three important ways that we can do this. First of all, the word of God. Yeah, think of the disciples. Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. So a couple questions. How important is the word of God to you in your daily life and to me? What would the last seven days of your life, of my life, give testimony to in relation to the supremacy of Scripture? Meaning, are we filling our minds with Scripture? Are we, are we in the Word as if our very lives depended on it, right? Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. How healthy would we be if, uh, if physically, if if the word of God was actual physical food in our lives. So some things to think about with the word of God. Second one is prayer. Um, I think honest, heartfelt, consistent intercession with our father. And again, use John as an example. I think he shared his raw feelings and questions. We would do well to do the same. Um, I think, I just think back the time we spent in Chicago, I'd, how Don kind of encouraged and challenged us to be, to be, to be real and raw as we're reading through scripture and to, um, you know, ask questions, um, have that, have that dialogue with God. I think that prayer, um, you know, after reading the word that working that together is, uh, is really great. And then the third one is community. This is again, how we're reminding ourselves of, of who we are in Christ. Um, this community, first with our families, but certainly also with the local local church. I think regular encouragement, admonition, and accountability helps keep us on the narrow way. And a passage that, that came to mind there is Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, says, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh, and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let's draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he whose promise is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near." And I think you go back and, you know, the, obviously the Bible doesn't tell us, but, you know, how how did John receive the message that Jesus sent back? I I, I bet you it was encouraging uh, in a certain sense. Now, what's interesting is God didn't come and change his circumstance, right? And ultimately, we know that John was beheaded by Herod. Uh, so, so God did not rescue John. As great as John was, John uh, was a martyr um, and, and did not get to you know, enter into the, 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 the earthly kingdom. And I think he thought he was going to, but he was encouraged to, it's not about our, our current position. It's about what is God doing in our lives? And, uh, you know, how much are we, are we seeking him and, and drawing near to him and a hymn that was sung this morning at church? I just kind of want to close with that, a very familiar hymn, how firm a foundation. Um, but it's just got, uh, it just got some great, uh, great insight. And I'll just read the, the the stanzas and then we'll close. So how firm a foundation, ye saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said? 
to you who for refuge to Jesus have fled. Fear not, I am with thee, O be not dismayed, for I am thy God, and I'll still give you aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand, upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. When through the deep waters I call thee to go, the rivers of sorrow shall not overflow. For I will be with you, thy troubles to bless, and sanctify to thee in thy deepest distress. When through fiery trials thy pathway shall lie, my grace all-sufficient shall be thy supply. The flame shall not hurt thee, I only design thy dross to consume and thy gold to refine. The soul that on Jesus hath leaned for repose, I will not, I will not desert to his foes, that so though, though all hell should endeavor to shake, I'll never, no never, no never forsake." What a great encouragement that our, our Lord and Savior has saved us and he will never, ever leave us or forsake us. So uh, let's go to him. Let's seek him in his word. Let's seek him in prayer. Let's seek him in the community that uh, God provides to us and let that be an encouragement uh, in your journey. That is a wrap on episode 59 on this, the fifth day of February, year of our Lord, 2023. This was Six in the Mix, talking faith, family, sports, and politics. Find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast content. Review us and leave a comment. Visit our Facebook page at Six in the Mix Podcast and comment on what topics you'd like us to discuss. We are also on Twitter at Six in the Mix Pod. Join us on our journey.